0: The following audio message is from Neighborhood Church in Overland Park, Kansas. At Neighborhood Church, we seek to be a community that loves God and our neighbors together. If you would like to learn more about Neighborhood Church, please go to www.neighborhoodchurchop.com. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Dave Parton. Uh, I'm the pastor here. A little under the weather today, but I think we're going to make through this okay. Um, uh, I just want to celebrate for a second the women had their bunko night on Wednesday night, their holiday bunko night. I heard it was a blast and got to roll some dice and have a lot of fun together. And coming up tomorrow night for the guys in the room, we have our men's game show barbecue, which will be also a good time. It's a chance for you to sit around a table. Uh, do some trivia with some friends, eat some barbecue. Uh, none of the questions uh, anybody knows so it's uh, it's not it 's not actually a question you have to actually get right it 's just guessing a lot of guessing numbers and it 's a fun time it 's a great time for you to if you had a friend at work or somebody in your street a uh, cousin or somebody in town uh, you 've been trying to get them involved in church or involved in uh, our guy 's community here there 'll probably be forty fifty guys up here and uh, it 's a great uh, environment to start those kind of relationships so men in the room. Uh, I really hope that you would be able to come up here tomorrow at 7 o'clock for our game show barbecue night. It's uh, quite Christmassy. Feel free to wear as Christmassy of things that you'd like. Um, it's a good time. Uh, today we're going to be talking about trajectory. I I know this word is kind of a word we use for, for math or physics, um, but I think it, it, we see it a connection in our spiritual journey as well, kind of in its simplest form. Trajectory is this it's the, the path an object takes uh, as it as it as it just follows down a direction uh, as it, outside forces kind of impede upon it, and, and we all are on a trajectory. We could see that in our life, that life we're we're kind of heading one direction, but there are often outside forces that do kind of impact that trajectory. Uh, so it's um, often impacted by experiences and, and people in our life, and choices and beliefs that we make. But what happens when we are on this path, we have this trajectory in our life, and then there is this interruption, there is this uh, moment in our life where something unexpected, some sort of force maybe happens in our life, and it, and it brings challenges to our heading. Maybe we, we thought this was going to be our, uh, our, our path, and all of a sudden something kind of shows up. It's kind of a course correction, possibly, but for many of us, we also know those options in life, they're also misleading and kind of get us off the path. So as we continue our Christmas series today, uh, we're going to be looking at the life of Joseph. And we do desire to uh, have room in our hearts, room in our lives for the Savior, Jesus, and we want to prepare him room. Uh, We are making decisions uh, day by day, and I hope that these decisions aren't just made uh, on our own or by our own wisdom, but they're made uh, on on the the words of God, and we lean into our great and glorious King. It is only then that we can have peace as uh, this candle of peace is lit today. We'll be in Matthew 1, 18 through 25. As I mentioned, it's the, the story of Joseph from the book of Matthew. So if you'd like to use a Bible, there's some Bibles underneath the chairs all around the room. Feel free to use one of those. If you would like to own a Bible or need a Bible, uh, take that Bible home with you as a gift from us to you. Feel free to write in it today and take some notes. Uh, Those are for you. Uh, Before we read our passage from Matthew 118, let's uh, pray and ask that the Holy Spirit help us uh, best uh, follow and align our lives to his word. Father, we come to you. Uh, we are in need. We uh, this this Sunday morning in December. We are reminded that you have done all the work that you have sent Jesus Christ on our behalf. Uh, and as we study this passage of this man, man named Joseph, which you have selected to be the earthly father of Jesus, may we learn from his life and his decisions and this um, this weighty interruption that happened in his life as we're going to read may your spirit move us to be aligned to your will may we seek you first in your kingdom and then we know father and satisfaction and all these things will be added unto us it's in your name amen so let's read god's word matthew 1:18 together now the birth of jesus christ took place in this way When Joseph woke from from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. So we find Joseph, you know, just his normal trajectory, had this wife that he was about to have, This this engagement, this betrothal, and they're going to get married, and all of a sudden, she's pregnant, and he knows that it is not his because he has not slept with her yet. But there's a point of decision that must be made, and I think it's in this that we find a lesson for ourselves today about moments in our own lives that kind of call us to stop and listen and decide if we're going to obey God or not. Joseph's story, I feel, is a powerful example. It's You know, we don't know a lot about Joseph, but in these paragraphs, we find that uh, a man who had to make a decision, and probably a a young man, possibly even a teenager, and what follows can dramatically affect his path, and we can also find that in our own lives as well, as he faces a crisis. It requires him to stop and decide what to do and to listen, and what next steps is he going to take, and through this angel in a dream... He's guided, God loves him, and God wants to care for him and gives him direction for his trajectory. But it also lets us know that when we are aligned to God's will, that that it is the best way to live life, and when we are fighting God, it's the worst way to live life. So today I want to consider how we can learn from Joseph's decision, as we just read his faithfulness, and also celebrate that we have an all-powerful God that loves us and wants to care for us and... And, and um, give us insights and give us direction for our trajectory. So I'm going to use a diagram today. Um, we'll probably keep this diagram kind of throughout the morning. You'll see it. And we see Joseph kind of maybe moving through life, this little line, this trajectory that he is on. Matthew 118, we read, Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, so to understand uh, their process for becoming uh, husband and wife's much different than ours today, um, they, there was an engagement process that was um, mostly involved parents and grandparents. That these grandparents and parents would say, "Hey, I think you guys would make a great couple," and the couple's like, "Okay." I guess that's how it worked. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of nations still in the, in the world that still use this process where the parents get to choose the husband and wives, and uh, maybe that's your story. I don't know it if that's your story. Most of you, I know the story. Um, you, you probably uh, picked each other out um, in a crowd <laughs> and, and started a conversation and... Maybe began with a handshake, but right, that, that's how, for them, they started with this engagement from the parents and grandparents, and then there's this betrothed season, where it's kind of like the last year of your engagement as you prepare for your your wedding and your your marriage, and um, they're known as husband-wife in this last year, this betrothed season, um, but they didn't live together, they didn't sleep together yet, and you would actually need divorce papers to break up this this depth of a a relationship. Then of course, as we know, uh, the next step is marriage where the two become one, normally a ceremony. And this covenant is made between man and woman. So Joseph is in the last year of his betrothal, and then something happens. So if we continue on in our little mind, our little uh, diagram here, there's this point that happens. There's this something kind of interrupts this normal trajectory of normal living uh, with the engagement betrothal season, uh, and it's namely verse 18b. That before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, we'll stop there. So his soon-to-be wife is pregnant. He's not slept with her, so it's not his baby. So it must be somebody else's baby. So he thought, there's a decision I must make in this scenario. I, I want to obey God's laws, and I want to show kindness. So he has this justice and mercy. Uh, Thing that he's juggling here, and the dilemma is how to do both, right? So even here in the passage, we learn it's kind of like divorce her but do it quietly. He's trying to find how to best interact in the scenario. So this next step, he kind of begins a process, he kind of stops to consider. So point number one today, if you're taking notes or if you're drawing this drawing this diagram along with me today. Um, The first point is, faith starts by stopping. Faith starts by stopping. We read, but he considered these things. Joseph's trajectory and path has been interrupted, to say the least. He has some ideas, but he seems to be just confused, and as many of us in the room would be as well in his scenario. There's a passage in Limitations 3.25 says this, The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul who seeks him, it is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And I want to encourage you this morning. Just, um, I know these, these things happen to us uh, frequently where we're kind of moving down a path and something kind of hits us. It could be a job. It could be a relationship. It could be uh, any of those things with our children or our parents. It's Anytime we're close to people in these scenarios, there um, is a decision that must be made. I just want to encourage you and and encourage from my own experience that that taking things slowly is probably one of the best things you can do. That you don't take things uh, quickly or you uh, don't make any rash decisions. And what I've failed many times is I've said things way too fast that I should have never said. And I've learned over the years that you can take years, if not multiple years, to build this level of connection with somebody. And it only takes two or three sentences to throw that in the trash. And my hope for you is that this idea of stopping, this idea of waiting, this idea of like maybe not talking, this idea of going to seek uh, some guidance, is one of the best things we can do as people, and some of the worst things we can do is rush into a decision, rush to uh, make um, something that we think in the moment will make us feel good, but we'll be extremely disappointed in ourselves down the road. So may we not rush. May we maybe we have a, a season of waiting. May we stop, if you will, even in this way of saying faith starts by stopping. That there's a, it's an active wait of, of of God showing up that then we can then take appropriate steps, to move forward in the right way uh, to be aligned with his will. So as we look at this step of kind of we have a point of decision to make and we, we we kind of start a new process and this will be kind of a cycle here uh, if you go to the next slide we have to listen we have to hear god we have to go seek the ways of our loving father to care for us Matthew 120 says this but as he considered these things behold an angel of the lord appeared to him in a dream saying Joseph son of David do not fear to take Mary as your wife for that which is conceived in her is from the holy spirit you will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So point number two today, faith listens for God. If you want to be a, a faithful follower of God, faithful follower of Jesus, that you will be in a, a, a season of waiting. You'll stop, and then you'll, you'll listen for the direction of God. So what happens in this scenario? Well, God shows up in Joseph's life. This is a, a major issue to have your, your engagement be kind of like on pause because your future wife's now pregnant. But what, how, does, how does the angel verse communicate? He says, don't fear. You know, Joseph's thinking, well, what's best for her? What's best for me? What's best for God? What's the world going to think? Maybe I should do it quietly. That idea of quietly is absolute and direct result with caring what the world thinks. And, and, and God tells Joseph here, don't fear. I have a plan for this. And then we find out what this is playing. Well, it's a miracle that Mary is still a virgin, and the baby is going to be from the Holy Spirit. And then we learn that she's going to have a, a baby boy, and you're you to call his name Jesus. And this word Jesus, this name Jesus means God saves. So you're going to have a kid that's, that's a miracle, and his name means salvation. Salvation from sins. This son will save people from sins. In Matthew one twenty two, as Matthew chooses to give us some insight based on what was prophesied, as Joel did a great job last week just letting us know these prophecies from past point us to the truth. Matthew one twenty two says this, All this took place to fill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So we have God now saving through Jesus, this baby. So as we go around the circle, we have to decide what Joseph's going to do with this information. This information is new. This information is, is, has been heard. He's listened for God. He, you know, he paused, he listened. Now what is Joseph going to do? And as we wrap this up, Matthew one twenty four. when Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. So point number three today about true faith, faith obeys God. Faith obeys God. So in obedience, he married Mary, he he. he And he chose to not sleep with her until the baby had come. And then when the baby was born in obedience to the direction of God, he says, this baby's name is Jesus. The prophecy has come. And what do we find in this part of the life of Joseph, where well, we see faith. And this is what happens when we have this point of decision. We pause. We kind of get on this cycle to decide are we going to listen to God or are we going to obey God. And we have this new trajectory that's not the same of, of what it was going to be. What it was was going to be, it was like maybe I'll quietly divorce her and do my own thing. But no, but when we, when we are obedient to what God tells us to do, we, we come off our trajectory in a new way. And what, what is faith? We've been talking about this in the, as we've been studying Romans. It's this belief, this like, I have truth in my life, I believe it, and then my action will then change because of the truth that I've learned. So Joseph stopped, he considered, he listened for God, and God showed up, and he took the words of God to heart and obeyed. And Joseph's, Trajectory change. And he's more aligned with the path of God, the trajectory of God. And all of us can learn from this process. And this one will kind of, kind of end today with us walking through this together. Your waiting shows that your dependence, that your relationship with God is important to you, and that your listening shows that you have the right heart posture to say, you're my authority. I want to listen for your direction, God. I'm going to seek you. And then thirdly, our obedience is God's tool to work out his plans. That our obedience actually is the way God's plans are worked out. And it's a beautiful story where God allows us to be a part of great eternal things. So before we go to the table, um, I want to walk through this picture together with you. So, as we saw Joseph kind of go through this kind of cycle, this this learning circle, you might hear called that before. Um, for us today, I would like us to do that as well. But we're not going to do this together; we're going to do this individually. Together, if that makes sense. So, so here we are. We're going to be going like it's, your life is going on. Things are great. All of a sudden, today happened. You show up this sermon. Pastor Dave says there is a point of decision. So. We're just going to take a moment in your own heart, in your own mind, what's going on in your life right now, that there's a point of decision that must be made. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's a relationship with somebody. And it's not, it's not going good. Maybe it's a sin. It's this repetitive sin that keeps showing up in your life, and you're like, I need to do something about this. Maybe it's a calling. Maybe God's asked you to do something, and you've yet to take steps to do it. Of course, there can be dozens of other things, but right now for you, what is your point of decision that you're going to put through this cycle today? I'll give you a second to think about that. Okay, so what we've decided to do is we've decided to stop. We begin to begin to get off the trajectory we were on. We know that something um, must change. There's something else that God wants for us. So the next step is we need to hear God. What does that mean? Well, um, for us today, it might be there's a passage in the Scriptures that comes to mind. Um, Maybe it means today after the sermon's over, you, you... take your Bible out, or maybe you go to a Bible software and you begin to look up, what does God say about this thing that I need to make a decision about? Where do I need to hear God? Maybe in your quiet times, you should just be silent for a couple minutes and consider what God would want to tell you. And for me, I have numbers of friends like you that, are, that follow Jesus that I could talk to and, and say, hey, help me. What do you think God's telling me to do in this scenario? Then after this, we kind of come around the circle, and then we have to decide, am I going to do that or not? (laughs) But if we choose to say yes to God, God, I believe you. If it's in a, say it's a relationship with somebody that, that there needs to be some forgiveness, and you haven't released that yet. But God's telling you, forgive as I forgave you. And you're like, "Mm, okay. And then you actually send that text and make that phone call or you set up that appointment to talk to them and say, I forgive you. What happens? Well, this trajectory, this, this faith, this new process of your life becomes more like Jesus. Because what you believe to be true and what you've heard from God is now being acted upon. And your life is different. And I know many of us, our lives are different because we said yes to Jesus. But it's an ongoing thing for us as a church. As followers of Christ, you know, yes, the ways of this world, yes, that that will lead to hell. That will lead to a life of hell, a life of fighting God. It's a God, I want to follow you. I want to trust you. I want to walk in your steps. But what you're saying when you walk and follow the steps of Jesus, that you will make these kind of decisions every day. Because you're asking God, is what I'm doing what you want me to be doing? Maybe some outside force interacts with your trajectory and you're like, I was not thinking that was going to happen. Maybe it's your sin. Maybe it's somebody else's sin. Maybe it's just life hits you in a way. And my hope for us as a church is like, we can talk to each other about these things because we love one another. Not because we're all trying to be better than each other. It's because we care for each other and who wouldn't want somebody that we love to be on a better aligned trajectory with God? God. And I think the story of Joseph and what we saw him consider, what we saw him listen to the angel, what we saw him choose to do, we say all that was good. (laughs) It was all good for us because Jesus Christ did come. He did live a perfect life. He did die on the cross as his calling was. He did rise again on the third day to show that he has power over sin and death and that your sins and my sins can be forgiven. And he is alive. He has ascended into heaven, sits at the right hand of God, and now is with us each day, caring for us, forgiving us, helping us know when we need to get off that trajectory and live by faith. May we daily consider the process of stopping, listening to God, in church, I know this is the hardest part, obeying him, trusting that if we seek him first, that we seek the kingdom, that this, everything we're looking for will be satisfied. He will satisfy you and I. May we seek a trajectory that glorifies God above all. He will give you the greatest peace this Christmas. And the people around you, they will get to experience peace in a new way as well. Let's pray. Jesus, Prince of Peace, the one who came as a lowly baby, but grew to talk to the poor, the sick, the Pharisees, the religious leaders, Roman leaders. Jesus, you are faithful in every situation to God. We thank you for showing us the kind of life that we, that we ought to live. <laughs> May you forgive us in the spaces where we have gone our own way. May we seek to hear you. May we seek to obey you, Jesus, this Christmas. And we know that peace is a relationship with you. It's not an absence of conflict, but just being with you. Give us that kind of peace this Christmas, and may we be conduits of peace for others in our lives. We love you, Jesus, so much. It's in your name. Amen.